Man, how many is grateful to be in the house of the Lord? Let's worship him for just a moment. Come on, let's just worship him for just a moment. We love you, Jesus. We praise you, Jesus. We're thankful we know who you are. We're thankful we know who you are, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. If you have your Bibles, we're going to turn to the book of Mark, chapter 1, and verse number 32. Just to give everybody an update, like I said a moment ago, we got more information. Uh, our young people, they're on their way over the hill, and uh, road conditions got a little a little bit bad where the CHP said we need to start taking people off the road. Um, so they would have kept going, but California, they, they don't know what snow is, so no, I'm kidding. Uh, they, the CHP led them off of the road to an exit. So they're safe, sound, probably playing a card game right now. Um, all the roads are closed, so we need to pray that those roads open so that we can get to them and get them to us. And uh, But young people are resilient. They're going to just come back bonded and having a great time and, and all of that good stuff. So let's keep them in prayer. And uh, we're ready to, we got a few men, we're ready to roll at the drop of a hat. So if I can pull a quick altar call, we're going to go as soon as the gates open, we're going to go get our young people. Amen. But I'm excited to preach the first Sunday of the year. Amen. How many is glad to be in church in 2019? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mark chapter 1 and verse number 32. Now I'm going to let you know next week we'll be announcing our yearly theme uh, for, the, for the deal of 2019. It's going to be a great time. And uh, we're going to have Holy Ghost Church in Jesus' name. Let's invite somebody to the house of God in Jesus' wonderful name. I'm excited to preach this here today. Hallelujah. I've been feeling it, and this has been burning in my soul. And uh, let's go in Jesus' name. Mark chapter 1, verse 32. The Bible says, And at even, when the sun did set, they brought unto him all that were diseased, and them that were possessed with devils. And all the city was gathered together at the door. And he healed many that were sick of diverse diseases and cast out many devils. Suffered not the devils to speak because they knew him. Even the devils know who Jesus is. Hallelujah. Amen. And in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place and there prayed. And Simon and they that were with him followed after him. And when they had found him, they said unto him, All men seek for thee. And he said unto them, Let us go into the next towns, that I may preach there also. For therefore came I forth. He said, All men seek for thee. And he said to them, Let us go into the next towns. And I want to preach to us for a few moments on this subject. For the first Sunday of 2019, I'm next. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, I'm next. Look at your other neighbor and tell him, I'm next. Hallelujah. Why don't you set your Bibles down? Let's worship the Lord all across the building. Come on, let's praise Him. Let's praise Him. Somebody lift up your voice. Hallelujah. I believe somebody can get filled with the Holy Ghost today. I believe somebody can get baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of their sins. I believe somebody can get healed, get delivered, get blessed. Oh, somebody worship him. Somebody praise him. Hallelujah, hallelujah. 
Thank you, Jesus. Shake your neighbor's hand. Tell him God bless you, and you may be seated. Hallelujah. I'm next. The Bible lets us know at the introduction of Mark starts off with letting us know. I love how each writer opens up their book. Um, I actually spent quite a bit of time memorizing the book of Mark. I like, really love it because it's the shortest gospel and it was easy for me. <laughs> if you can't read any gospel, read Mark. He'll, uh, he'll get to you. Hallelujah. But in this, he starts off by talking about the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he begins to talk about that it was foretold and it was written by the prophets. Opens up letting us know that John the Baptist was coming. But he was not coming to be the Messiah, but he was coming to prepare the way for the Messiah. John had an understanding and a revelation. I am not the one that you're looking for. But there is one coming after me that is mightier than I, who I can't even stoop down and untie his shoes. This man named Jesus was the one that John proclaimed. He said that this is the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin from the world. And it was at this moment that Jesus was baptized, that he was driven by the Spirit into the wilderness. And he was there tempted for 40 days. And as soon as he came out of that wilderness experience, I want to tell somebody that Jesus came out of that wilderness experience with power. He came out with, amen, he came out with authority. He came out with understanding, amen, not just his understanding of his identity, but the devils left that wilderness with an understanding of his identity. And Jesus left that wilderness with that authority. Can I preach to somebody? I don't know what wilderness you might have come through what wilderness you might have been in, but every trial, every test, every wilderness, every temptation, every time you make it through to the other side, you never come out the way you went in. God never intended uh, for people to go into the wilderness and come out the way they came. Uh, but God intended when people go into something that they always come out with more power, with more authority, with more anointing. Can I help somebody here today on the first Sunday of 2019? Uh, maybe 2018 might have been your wilderness experience. Uh, but just to let you know, uh, you made it out. You made it out uh, and you came out with more power. You might not feel like it yet, uh, but let me tell somebody, uh, when God brings you through, uh, he brings you all the way through uh, to the other side. Uh, somebody praise him. Jesus shows up and immediately begins to call his disciples. Because when you get more power, when you get more anointing, more authority, you need to realize it's not about you. Hallelujah. Let's just preach on evangelism for just a moment. I want to tell you, every test, every trial, every temptation is God trying to connect you divinely to somebody else. 
Everything you go through, everything you went through, everything you're about to go through, I want to let you know the reason and the purpose for it is God's going to pull you through it because he's got a Peter, James, and John. He's got, come on, he's got some people on the other side that he needs you to affect. ARC, can I preach it to you? Everything you've gone through, everything you've been through, God is intending it to use it. God has put it there in your path and in your way so God can anoint it, so God can use it because somebody's going to need it. Oh, somebody praise him. Somebody praise him. And after he called his disciples, because before you get to miracle signs and wonder, discipleship comes. You're going to have to go and go through that process. And Jesus grabs these disciples, and the Bible says he entered into Capernaum. And he went immediately into the synagogue. And the Bible says he taught them not as the scribes, not as the Pharisees, not as the religious, but as one who had authority. And they looked at themselves, and they said, what man is this? With what authority does he teach and preach these scriptures? Where did he get this power? Where did he get this anointing? I'll tell you where he got that power, where he got that anointing. He went through the wilderness. Well, I want power. I want greatness. I want anointing. You better get ready for some trials and tests and troubles. Amen. But I'll tell you, when you get done, people will be astonished at what happened. Can I get a witness in the house of God? You ever been through something? And when you came out, people go, I don't know how you made it out. You came through some things, and they don't know how you made it. You don't know how you made it, but they're astonished just as much as you are. And when you came out, you came out with that authority. You came out not just seeing the Scriptures. You came out knowing them experientially. You went in not knowing if God is a way maker, but you came out knowing without a doubt He made a way for me when there seemed to be no way. God brought me out, and I know it for myself. Oh, somebody praise Him. goes in and he teaches with authority. Amen. You can preach anybody else's sermon, but you'll never preach it like they do. Because you don't know the, the fire they went through to get it. And you can tell somebody else's testimony, but you'll never tell it with the passion as the person who has been through it. And some folks, well, I'd rather just tell everybody else's story. But I want to tell you, God never ordained for that to happen. Now, there's a time and place to tell everybody else's testimony. But the Bible says we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of somebody else's testimony. Now, by the word of our testimony. Everybody in the building's got something they've come through. God's brought them through. And you got a testimony, and you got to open it up, and you got to let it loose. You got to speak it with authority. You got to stand flat footed and say, I know God was there for me. I know God made a way. You don't know, like I know, what God's done for me. Oh, somebody praise Him. I feel like shouting on this Sunday. I feel like praising Him. He came in, and He taught with authority, He preached. Religious folks don't know about that. They know how to give liturgies and read off texts and quotes and all these things. But it takes somebody who's been through some things and been through some trials and been through some troubles to really bring the word with authority. And it was there that he's in the tabernacle, he's in the temple, that as he began to speak, and we don't have time to preach about this, uh, but I want to give somebody a heads up, the devil comes to church. 
You might be sitting next to them. Hallelujah. Now you're not married to them. Don't say that. Hallelujah. But the devil shows up to church. In fact, I'd venture to say the devil's more faithful than some folks are because he wants to hear the word. Amen. That's why the Bible says, Jesus said, it's like the word of God is planned. The birds of the air come down. Then he later says that the birds are like the devil. we got to be careful that this devil that was kicked out of heaven isn't more interested in hearing the word than we are. He believes there's one God. He trembles in fear knowing that there's only one God. I want to tell you, we've got to come to church and be just as faithful, if not more faithful. Hallelujah. Everybody hear y'all faithful, but... He comes in, the devil's there. And the devil immediately says, leave us alone, because that's how the devil shows up to church. Don't be like the devil when you come to church. In fact, my prayers never leave me alone and say, don't leave me alone. Your prayer when you come to church is not to be religious or seem religious. It ought to be, God, work on me, speak to me, bless me, touch me, anoint me, rebuke me. Go ahead and do whatever you have to do. But whatever you do, don't ever, ever, ever leave me alone, my spouse alone, my kids alone, my family alone. Keep on. Come on, don't let the devil speak in your ear. Leave us alone. Leave us alone. Don't speak to us. Don't preach. No, you ought to say, go ahead. I need to hear the word of the Lord. Go ahead and preach it. Go ahead and say it. My family's got to hear it. And he preaches it, and the devils cry out because he's got authority over them too. The Bible says that his fame spread abroad throughout all the region round about Galilee, and he began to tell them, teach him and his fame spread throughout the Bible says that Simon Peter's mother-in-law was sick and he told her about he told Jesus about her that's probably why he denied her probably why he denied Jesus amen he he uh, he, he healed his mother-in-law but hallelujah but here they tell Jesus my mother-in-law sick and Jesus immediately heals her and the Bible, she, she rose up to minister and to serve. Hallelujah. When Jesus heals you, you got work to do. Amen. When God blesses you, you got work to do. When God favors you, you got work to do. Some folks just want the healing and walk out the back door. But I'm telling you, amen, even Simon's mother-in-law had enough on the ball to say, you know what? He touched me. He healed me. He blessed me. And God wants to use me. I wish I got a few more amens on that. If God ever worked in your life, it's because God wants to keep working on your life. If God ever laid his hand on you, it's because God wants to move you and position you into the right place. And you got to be ready saying, yes, Lord, you can speak to me. There, as soon as all this is done, as fame spread about, the Bible says all the city gathered together at the door. I firmly believe that all of Carson City will find their place at our door one day. Might not be today, might not be tomorrow, but one day. Because I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to make Jesus famous. And when we make Jesus famous, 
not our religiosity, not our programs. All of that's part of what we do. But I'm going to tell you what we're going to do as a church. We're going to make Jesus famous in this city and in this entire region. And everybody's going to come and they're going to line up at the door. So you better get your seat now because there's going to be some folks that are blind, halt, lame, maimed, leper. They're going to come from everywhere, every language, every color, every tribe, every tongue. They're going to come out of the woodworks and they're going to say, I want to come and meet this Jesus you've been telling me about. I want to see this Jesus you've been speaking about. I want to know, is he a healer like you said? Is he a deliverer like you said? I want to know him for myself. Oh, somebody praise him. Lift up your hands and magnify Jesus. Come on. That's what we're going to do. We're going to make Jesus famous, and everybody else will show up as a result. Everybody will come. I want to go to the church where Jesus is. I want to be a part of the people that God inhabits through the Holy Ghost. I want to be there with them. Oh, somebody praise him. And they gathered everybody at the door, and they began Jesus one after another. They brought up, The Bible says they brought all the possessed people. Hey. I don't care how you come in here, you will not leave the same. If we're doing our job right, you can walk in possessed with a thousand devils, but guess what? You'll stay, they'll go. You might be possessed when you walk in. You might be addicted when you walked in. But I promise you, by the time you leave, if God will get a hold of you, you'll walk out clean. You'll walk out delivered. You'll walk out liberated by the power of the name of oh, somebody praise him. By the power of the name of Jesus. By the power of the name of Jesus. Ain't nobody like Jesus. Nobody can heal like him. Nobody can deliver like him. Nobody can save like him. Let's set him, set a fire. Nobody like Jesus. Nobody like Jesus. Hallelujah. One after another. Sick person healed. Deaf person healed. Blind person healed. Before it's all said and done, you better believe it. They're going to bring people out of these hospitals, and they're going to bring them to our door. And if we don't get them here, we'll go there, and we'll lay hands on the sick, and we're going to see them recovered because this ain't a religion, honey. This is an experience. This is the real deal. This ain't a religiosity. This is an actual experience, and God is moving. And he heals, and he delivers. All of this is done in Capernaum. But his fame spread about all the region around about Galilee. And there's people, I have no doubt, all across Galilee hearing about this Jesus. We're going to affect more than just this region. You better believe it. There are going to be people that are going to come out from here. They're going to be on meth right now, but not for long. And it's going to spread people are going to hear about it. People are going to be sick. I wouldn't doubt it if before it's all said and done, they start flying their sick family members into our church. Call me crazy. I don't mind. Go right ahead. I got enough faith to believe God's able to heal. Amen. And they start hearing about it. And no doubt, there's a couple mindsets going on. There's some folks that are suffering from the very thing that is, that is going on in Nazareth. I'm possessed. There's some folks that are just as blind as everybody else was in Capernaum. There's some folks that are just as sick, if not sicker, than everybody else in Capernaum. 
and they hear that Jesus is in Capernaum healing. And I'm going to preach. There's two mentalities and two ways of looking at this. Number one, the mentality of fallen humanity. And that mentality says, Jesus is all the way in Capernaum. And I'm all the way over here in Galilee. The fallen mentality says, God is healing people over here, but I'm all the way over there. Anybody ever felt that? God's blessing people over here, but he does not know where I've been living. He does not know what I've been feeling. He does not know what I've been struggling with. What I've been, I'm preaching to somebody right now. What I've been going through, he has no idea because he spends all his time with the people over here in Capernaum while I'm suffering over here in Galilee. I'm suffering in the Gadarenes. I'm suffering in Nazareth. I'm suffering in Jerusalem. I'm suffering all the way in Samaria and Judea. And he's all the way over there in Capernaum. Lift up your hands. Let's pray. There's some folks. You've been struggling with that mentality. Amen. You've been doubting God because of where he's been working and because of where you've been. Somebody pray. Somebody pray. Come on. I know that a whole year gone by, and there's some folks all they can focus on on what happened in Capernaum, but they can only focus on what's been going on at home too and what's been going on in their personal life. And they see the struggle and the trouble and the trial and the turmoil. Oh, somebody pray. Somebody lift up your voice and let's pray. In the name of Jesus. And in the midst of this, the Bible lets us know that Peter and all those that were with him said, All men seek for thee, Jesus. We got a good thing going on here in Capernaum. Just hang out here. Let's just stay here. Things are going well. We've been received. We'll just stay right over here. And everything will be fine. We'll just, we'll just keep working with this group of people. We'll just build one mega church over here and, and forget about everybody else. We'll just worry about our little area and our little place and not worry about nobody else. you got to be careful of that mentality because this gospel is for the whole world. Ain't just from those for, from Capernaum. This gospel is not just for those who speak your language. This gospel is not just for those of your skin tone. This gospel is for everybody. I'll preach that till Jesus comes back. I'll preach that from every angle. It's for everybody. Let's just stay here. It's comfortable here. All the while, there's people over there in Galilee and the Gadarenes. They're chilling over in Nazareth and Judea and Samaria and Jerusalem. And there's some folks thinking, I can't. There's a woman with an issue of blood saying, I've spent all I had. And I don't have any more. And I've only grown worse from the doctors. There's a blind Bartimaeus sitting by the roadside wishing he could see the light of day. There's some folks that are lepers that are just waiting on somebody that can help them. Then there's the other mentality. Jesus says, well, I'd love to stay here. But let's go into the next towns. 
You know what? I know there's people that get discouraged when other people get blessed. I know there's people that get discouraged when other people get healed, when other people get favored, when other people have something going on. God blesses the, hey, let's be real. We're human. There's people that get discouraged when somebody gets a new car and they're driving their hoopty everywhere. Been there, done that as well. I know there's people that get frustrated when somebody moves into a new place and they're still in their old apartment that has some mold on the walls. Been there as well. I'm telling you, it's so easy to fall in that mentality that he's just never going to show up. It's never going to happen for me. He's never going to come through. I'll never be next. But Jesus says, we're going to the next towns too. Oh, somebody ought to shout about that. Jesus said, I'm not satisfied just blessing one. I'm not just satisfied blessing one family. There's a whole church here that needs to be blessed. There's a whole church here that needs to be delivered. There's a whole people over in this city that need to be, come on. There's a whole group of people that are sick of the palsy and tired of their issues. There's a man that needs four friends to gather them up on a roof. And I got to get to that city next because I got a revival of the next. I got a revival of the next people of the, oh somebody praise him and Jesus Jesus says no we're not stopping here because I got more blessing than they have time I got no more deliverance than they have they have ability well God will never come over here I'm going to break through some things for some folks because you enter the, this year with the wrong mentality you'll end it just like you did last year Oh, somebody else got blessed. It's never going to be me. Don't despise other people's blessings. That's just one thing. Don't despise anybody else's deliverance, anybody else's liberty. You put your blank in there. Don't ever despise what God's doing in somebody else's life. Because I got news for you, Galilee. Capernaum is right next to where he's going. I'm coming to tell somebody he's on his way to your family next. He's on his way to where you've been living next. He's making his way to what you've been struggling with next. Somebody lift up your hands and let's praise him. Come on, let's pray. Come on, I've come to help somebody. I've come to help somebody shake that mentality. Shake that mentality. If God did it for them, God can do it for me. If he ever healed Capernaum, he can heal me. If he ever delivered Capernaum, he can deliver me. If he ever blessed Capernaum, he can bless me. If God ever used Capernaum, God can use me. Somebody worship him. gets done talking to those men says we got to go to the next towns but let me bring up the other human personality as he's going down the mountain the Bible says there's a leper waiting mark it down it's in your Bible there's a leper that's been waiting for Jesus I heard you were close so you got to change your mentality. Huh? Instead of saying it's never going to be me, huh? why don't you just wait at the bottom of that mountain huh? and say, God, huh? I heard you were close, huh? so I got as close as I could be. Huh? I heard you were near my family, huh? so I made sure my family got as close to you as we could. I heard you were coming real close to me, huh? so I came as close to you as I could get. Huh? I wasn't able to make it all the way up the mountain, huh? but at least I made it to the bottom. Huh? I wasn't able to get all the way, huh? but I came as far as I could. 
and he's waiting there. There's some folks need to start waiting. And we're going to preach on this another time. You need to start waiting on God. Instead of saying it's never going to be me, get the, get the attitude that says I'm going to wait. I don't care if it's 20 years. I'm going to wait. I'm going to be as persistent as that woman. I'm going to be as persistent as that friend asking for bread. I'm going to be right here. You go ahead shut your door on me. I'll be waiting till tomorrow. You go ahead and tell me no. I'll be back at the courts tomorrow begging for God to deliver me. Begging for God to heal me. Begging for God. Oh, somebody worship him. Lift up your hands and let's pray. In fact, why don't we stand across the building and lift up our hands. Let's pray. Somebody pray. Come on, this... He didn't pass you by last year. He was coming here next. He didn't let he didn't forget about you. He was just coming here next. He didn't give up on you. He was just coming here next. And you gotta wait. And that man's mentality. God help help me to have that mentality. He said, I know you're able, but I want to know if you're willing. I know. See, you don't got to question my faith about what God can do. I just want to know, God, are you willing? Because I've been waiting. If you're willing, I've been waiting the whole time. He said, if thou wilt, thou can't make me clean. I know you can go ahead, speak a word over my life, and you can fix the situation. You know what that leper was saying? I'm next. Hey, if nobody else wants to wait in line at the bottom of this mountain, guess what that means? I'm next. You go ahead and forget about your neighbor that don't care about being next. They just want to complain about everybody else that's ahead of them. You go ahead, cut your way in line, stand right there at the foot of the mountain and get excited because you know he's coming this way and he's coming to your family next. Lift up your hands and let's worship him. Let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray. Come on, let's pray. Don't get bitter at Capernaum. Galilee, you're, you're on the line. You're next. Don't get bitter at Galilee because wild man of Gadara, you're next. Don't get bitter at Nazareth, at the Gadarenes because Nazareth, you're coming up next. Don't get bitter at Nazareth because Bethsaida, you're the blind man, but you're next. And don't get bitter, Jerusalem, because you're next. Oh, somebody praise him. Let me help somebody for just one, so, one second and we're going to pray. Does being next mean that it's going to happen tomorrow? No, it just means I'm on the list. Doesn't mean it's going to happen in my time frame. Nope. I'm on the list. And he's coming my direction next. And he hasn't forgotten about me. He hasn't given up on me. Let me preach to some Josephs for a second. You're in prison and you help somebody else get out. And you say... Please don't forget about me. When you get out of here, can you just tell the king about me too? And in the process of this, he gets forgotten. But I'm going to tell you right now, God never forgot. 
God never gave up. God never quit. And you know what Joseph did? Well, I'm in here, but I won't always be in here. I might not be out tomorrow. I might not be out next week. But one day, that king's going to call me out of here. You got to have the mentality that says, I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to be next. And when it happens, I'm going to be ready. I'm going to be waiting at the bottom of this mountain. I'm going to be serving in that jail. Whatever I got to do, Paul and Silas, I'll be praising until he breaks through. Peter, I'll be praying until he breaks through. Somebody got to get the mentality that says, until I come next, I'm going to be waiting. Lift up your hands. I'm done preaching. In fact, I want to open up this altar. There's some folks you need to make a declaration. God, I know I'm next. I know I'm next. I'm not worried about who is ahead of me. And I'm not worried about who's beside me or who's behind me. I just want to be in line. I just want to be waiting. I want God your favor on my life. If you ever bless Capernaum, you can bless me. If you ever bless that family or that man or that woman or that young person, you can bless me. I want to open up this altar. Would you empty out your seat? Come on. Let's come and pray. Visit a friend. You might not have gotten the Holy Ghost yet, but I've come to let you know you're next. You might be down to your last penny, but I've come to let you know God's going to bless you next. You might be sick in your body, but I've come to let you know you're next. You're next. You're next. God's going to bless. God's going to heal. God's going to deliver. Make that declaration this year. Make that declaration this year. I'm going to set myself up as if I was next tomorrow. I'm going to be in position until I'm next. I'll be waiting. I'll be praying. I'll be seeking until I'm next. Let's pray all across this building. Let's pray in the name of Jesus. Oh, somebody make some declarations this year. I'm not going to get bitter out of what I didn't get last year. I'm just setting myself up that this year I'll be next. I'll be next. I'll be blessed. I'll be favored. Come on, he's coming to your city next. He's coming to your family next. Don't lose hope. Don't give up. Don't quit. God's still working. God's still working. God's still moving. He's there performing miracles. And he's coming your way next. Stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. You never stop.
feel that you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. God's working all across this house. But there's some folks, you gotta get your faith ready. God's working in my life. God's coming my way. God's not done working.
You did it once, you can do it a billion times more. Pray! 